This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Two Fit Crazy Productions, TFC Productions, that's our production company helping people with their podcasts. Increase your brand, grow your business by creating your very own podcast, and we are here to help you every step of the way. You do not have to do all the work. We do a lot of it for you. This podcast is also brought to you by ContiFit.com. Get the best online training, the best in arthritis, in let's face it together, facial fitness and rehabilitation, all sorts of functional fitness training at your fingertips. That's ContiFit.com. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, virtual health coaching sessions and corporate wellness programs, all the information at high5healthandfitness.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Mm-hmm. How awesome is our guest today? Awesome. Gareth awesome. Knock. Gareth Knock. Wait till you hear his accent. It is phenomenal. Joining us from... Canada, but he is not Canadian. By way of South London and New Zealand <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a few other stops along the way, Toronto. You name it. Yeah, so uh, it, it was great. Great conversation. I love, um, you know, his perspective on things. Uh, you, you know, new in starting his own business, but not new to the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in fitness a very long time and he's been presenting and he's working for Les Mills and, you know, you, oh, you yeah. met him on the, on a panel for podcasting on CanFit Pro. Did. So, you know, he's certainly been, uh, in the industry for, for many, many years, um, but new to, uh, his own business and, you know, from what it sounds like, it's going well and and uh you know his 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 experience is very useful uh going through some of the things that we all do as small business owners mm-hmm. and figuring out how to delegate some of the responsibilities and do you delegate some of the responsibilities and that will cost me money and will it be, you know so like great just to hear it said out loud um his story is awesome really awesome from you know how did you go from you know we talk about this and this is a hot topic for anyone in any industry. How do you go from A to Z? How do you get to, you know, is it I made it or is it ever I made it? And he's now the founder of Knock Academy and he has a podcast of his own. He is a part of the We As podcast. It's We As, not The, but We As podcast and also Knock Knock who's there, which is a play on his last name, which is awesome. But he has such an amazing story that you are going to love how he got to what he's doing today and starting with being, you know, kind of unhealthy as a, as a child and, you know, getting right into the fitness industry and how that changed his mindset and what he wanted to do and, and, um, you know, finding things to move away from and things to move towards. And, and I, you know, the, the biggest thing and the best thing about this conversation for me is, is Gareth's authenticity and, and, you know, admitting where there's, you know, questions and, and, you know, not pretending to know everything and, and just getting through it. And then, you know, as we evolve, we talk about his podcast platform with the, we, as we, as men and we, as, um, dot, 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 um, you know, and it's really great to hear someone be vulnerable have information, be able to share, and 
you know, just it's it's the way to get ahead with this stuff. I mean, it's the only way that we're, you know, it's very it's very cathartic. It's very healing. Uh, it was a pleasure to speak with them, and uh, we really think you're going to enjoy this as much as we did. So uh, here we go. Two Fit Crazy on a Microphone podcast with Gareth Knock of The Knock Academy. Enjoy. Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. You know where it's at today, Brian? Tell me. Where? We're not really sure. Because well, our we're guest not really has sure. this we're, crazy yeah. accent, but he's not really he's from in a basement. where he <laughs> that sounds like he's from. And I love this. Um, we will get into all of this in a moment, but it is a fantastic fall Friday. And we have with us Gareth. Knock. Welcome, Gareth, to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a uh, it's a pleasure. Yes, I'm coming to you from my basement uh, in in Stovall, Ontario. However, as you mentioned, it doesn't really sound like I'm from Stovall. So well, yeah, stop faking that accent and go back to the Canadian accent, and then we'll, we're fine. You know. All right. It so- makes me it makes me so much money though to keep it up. <laughs> That's right. It's very, very intriguing. People want to know more. They, uh, you know, they, they, it's a, it's a good hook. Oh. <sighs> All right, Gareth, where are you from? Where am I from? So originally, I am from the UK. I grew up in just outside South London, and yeah, I was there in and around, kind of just outside. And then we kind of moved out a bit as a family up until I was about twenty-five, and then I've kind of been just this like nomad going everywhere so the reason why i sound a little strange is for the last 10 years or so actually no probably longer than that now 12 years i've lived between canada back in the uk and some different parts of the uk and in new zealand and traveled around and i guess i just kind of guess i adapted and this voice just i don't really know what it sounds like anymore but it sounds (laughs) like this i i gotta ask so why why stovall ontario how did that happen uh, that happened through the all the journey I just mentioned. We were living um, in just outside Toronto, a place called East York, and yeah, just it, it went on this journey. We we moved there when we had our daughter, so that was four and four years ago now, just over. And we just kind of moved out. We moved through to Scarborough, and then you know the the whole well, she's going to go to school soon right. came up. And we're like, we want to find a good school. We both grew up. You know, I lived just outside London, as did my wife. So we both lived kind of mainly most of our lives about 30, 40 minutes out of London um, back in the UK. So we wanted to kind of find something, I guess, that felt familiar and comfortable for us. And we just wanted a smaller community. So Stouffville's 40,000 people as opposed to a couple of million, um, you know, right in Toronto. So that's kind of why we chose it. We wanted a small town feel that was close to stuff. We're right between two lakes and there's beautiful places to go. And yeah, it's a nice little Nice little cool community. So, and my little girl just started school. So she started the first full week this week. 
so she's in a school she loves and yeah a family man christine conti a family man all right so (laughs) listeners if you're like okay how did how did we get this guy like where is he what's the connection and what's going on here there's all of our you know all of our our guests they don't just fall on the show there's some sort of weird wacky story or connection or you know you did something crazy which is what we like as two fit crazies and we were on the same podcast panel at CamFit Pro. And right. I love people that are interesting. I love people that fascinate me. Brian knows this, that he thinks that I stalk people sometimes, which is <laughs> sometimes that word is a little like off putting. <laughs> However, it, you know, I'm like, wow, this guy's really cool. He's got a cool story, you know, in the fitness industry. But, you know, how you got there and the journey and what you're doing is. That's really cool. And I think our listeners needed to hear that. So for all of us, you know, I just didn't pluck him off the street, obviously, which which is can happen too, you know. But so tell us, how did you get into, you know, obviously you were at CamFit Pro, which is a fitness, a huge, you know, biggest fitness conference in Canada. How do you go from I'm um, growing up, you know, outside of London to I just traveled the world and now I'm on a podcast and I'm in the fitness industry on a panel? That's well, how did that happen? Sometimes I wonder myself, actually. Uh, So the basic story was, you know, back in the UK, when I was a kid, I grew up with a pretty unhealthy uh, lifestyle. I was pretty overweight as a kid, probably, probably with at least 50, 60 pounds on what I am now. And I went through this journey of, I guess, just uh, trying to belong somewhere. And I had a lot of, you know, bullying. I wouldn't say it was, you know, anything too um, too physical, but a lot of kind of emotional, verbal stuff, which, you know, typically if, you know, you look a little different from everyone else, regardless of what it is that's different, you get that. And I went through that, went through, struggled with kind of like a purpose and what I wanted to do with myself. So I basically got a job uh, in, a, in a sportswear store and I was on my feet all day. So I went from, you know, spending my time sitting around smoking way too much weed and eating way too much as a 16 year old to then on my feet for 12 hours a day in a sportswear store. So suddenly I was like, oh, and it just kind of weight fell off me and people are going to hate that. But that's what happens when you move more and eat less. So <laughs> that happened to me. Shocker. <laughs> and I had, you know, one lunch break and, you know, it was get up, go to work, eat lunch, work go home and you didn't really have the time to consume that food right and you know I wasn't wasn't sitting around doing nothing all day and then I I didn't like that job anymore didn't want to do retail I wanted to find more something of my purpose which I figured out was kind of acts of service and that's kind of where my values are rooted in so I um I decided to get a job there was a hotel near the the home that my my parents were living in at the time and they were they had an advert for lifeguards. It was full training, full certification to become a lifeguard. It was walking distance from the house. And they were willing to pay me. And uh, it was the only, it was going to be the first time I'd ever got a qualification in anything. So, and it was free to do it. So I was like, I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if this body needs to be in the pool saving people. But however, I guess that was the first kind of leap of faith that I took. And that was 22 years ago. So yeah, I became a lifeguard, became a fitness instructor, became a personal trainer, taught group fitness, started presenting in the world of fitness at conventions like CamFitPro. Very fortunate to get to do that early in my life. 25, I think I was the first time I presented, got into education with some great companies and that kind of took me all over the world. So that's kind of 
that's the short version of a career that went from lifeguard to pretty much everything in the fitness industry in between. And, you know, I was very lucky. I got to do it here in Canada. I got to come to the CanFit Pro Conference. And I have some family here in Canada, so I've been visiting a lot. And, yeah, got to go work for Les Mills in New Zealand for a while, which was great. I've been teaching Les Mills for a long time. So that was um, that was the dream come true for me. And I got to do some awesome work with them. And, yeah, full circle, it landed me back here. I've been at CanFit Pro for the last four, five years now presenting, um, you know, presenting mainly live. And, obviously, this year was uh, was virtual. And then in that, I decided to start a podcast, I guess. So, and then uh, I did that, played around with this new thing. It was super fun. That was uh, what I'm grateful for in uh, the pandemic. And then, yeah, it all kind of came together. And then we ended up on that podcast panel talking about, you know, why we, why we do what we do. And, you know, mine was a very much a self-discovery journey um, through the podcast that led me to where I am now, which is running my own business. So that's kind of the, that's the like four minute version. (laughs) I I have a big question for you that our listeners and I'm sure you get it. I know, you know, I get this question all the time and it's, you know, so how, how did you, how did it happen? How did you get into a conference? Cause you don't just go from like, Hey, I teach group fitness classes at the gym to now I am a presenter at CamFit Pro. So I know this for a fact. It's Garrett. always, how did you get to the front yeah. of the room? So was it elbowing? Was it, I, I met people? Was it, did you think it, I don't think there's really anything with luck. I think you work hard and you make the right connections, but was it that, or was it, you knew someone? What, what was it? That's a really great question. And, and, and I, you know, this comes up all the time, you know, whenever I'm talking and presenting or, you know, anything like that. I think for me, it was, I was very, um, very fortunate to be around some great people back in the UK and someone, you know, I did some certifications with a great company, Drummond Education uh, and a really good friend of mine, Jill, who, who runs that company. She, I did some certifications with her and, you know, in that process, she just saw something in me and offered me an opportunity. And I was probably 23, 24 at that point. So young for fitness education and presenting. And she just saw something in me and, you know, she then was around, I think, saw me teach on the bike one day, uh, teaching a cycling class. And she's like, how would you like to come on board and deliver a certification for cycling instructors? I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing over here. Um, but at that point, I'd already been four years of teaching, something like that. And she saw something in me and gave me an opportunity. And I think that's where it kind of started because that was my first introduction to being in front of other professionals, which is terrifying <laughs> as a 25-year-old to the point where for the two years, I think I was there initially, we lied about how old I was. So if people ever asked me or it was a bio, she she changed it to like 32. Just because she knew people were going to be like, what do you know? You're too young. And I don't know how I feel about that now. But that was my first introduction. She got me, you know, we went to conferences with the company. I presented for them. Um, and then, yeah, I think, like you said, it's just hard work. Like I just worked hard at knowing that knowing at that knowing at that age that I was good at something and I had this raw passion for it but always being open to being the student as well as being the teacher I love that advice that I never thought about telling people that before and I know it's so it seems so apparent like how I got into really presenting was just being you know saying hey you know what I really like this program I would love to teach this program and then being a mentee and just you know meeting more and more and more people I mean, that's the way to do it. People are like, well, how do you, I'm like, well, just ask to help. Like you just said before that you found out, you know, your purpose is acts of service. That's why Brian and I have our 
podcast? Like, how can we get the word out about you or your service or what you're doing? And the doors just fly off their hinges open for us, right? No doubt about it. You know what I really like about this whole thing is that, we, you know, we, 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 we interview a lot of people. And usually they come to us and they'll, you know, there's several, two or three types of trainer. One that has trained from the very beginning and gone all the way through, right? Like they went, they were athletes in high school or college, and then they just kind of continued on exercise science degree and just kept going. There are others that have, um, you know, did other things. Like Christine and I were both, uh, we always joke, I'm a recovering mortgage banker that was doing fitness on the side. And, you know, we were able to, you know, kind of make it work. And, you know, a little bit later, we didn't go right into it as a career right away. You're kind of like both, right? Like you kind of like were, you know, the, the, or the other one that I was going to say is like the person who got themselves into shape, realized that they love it, wanted to do more of it. That's what you are. You're like both that and the guy who kind of went at it from the very beginning, which is very unique. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a cool thing that you kind of had that experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And it definitely is that because I mean, I was... 17 i think probably around that age uh, when it kind of all started so yeah i really knew nothing else about i didn't have to change a career or un- unlearn anything from anywhere else right. it just kind of was thrown in and i'm very grateful because i think it for the first three or four years i really had no idea what i was doing where i was going or any of that stuff and like i said i was just fortunate to to meet some great people by going out there and taking courses and being educated and it kind of sent me a bit further into that journey and on that path than i maybe realized was going to happen. I was just talking with um, Inkechi yesterday, by the way, yeah. who speaks very highly of you and another, you know, fellow podcast, you know, amazing, you know, empowering woman out there. And what's, you know, she was, you know, same thing. It's like different, um, you know, I, I have different experiences with different businesses and I love how everyone has such a different background because that's what you bring to the table. And what you just said, she actually asked me a question yesterday and she said, you know, so how did you survive the pandemic? You know, speaking in a terms of fitness industry and whatnot. <laughs> and I'm like, survive the pandemic? Like, you know, because a lot of people, you we hear like, oh, woe was me. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. My answer was like, I put my head down and I just laser focused forward because looking back really Fs with your neck. <laughs> and and that's the whole idea of, like you said, it's hard work. I I literally walked into this office today to our studio and I'm like, yeah, okay, this is, <laughs> this is, I'm having a, this is hard work. Sit down, Christine. Um, you're going to be all right. And, but you have, but you know that you're working towards something big. And when you're saying there's hard work, it means you're really freaking busy. And guess what? That's a lot better than not having people call you and ask you and want you for, for things. Right. And yep. But that's it. It's I'm going forward. I'm working hard. So tell us now. All right. So you're presenting. What's your favorite education? What are you out there super passionate about doing right now? Wow. Um, what's my favorite? Now you're going to make me pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it doesn't have to be favorite. You top can, three. Yeah. <laughs> top five. All right. All right. Here's where I'm at right now. And this might kind of answer the question in an indirect way. So years and years as a personal trainer. Uh, ran my own businesses or pretended to run a business. I, I trained some people and they got paid for it. And then I taught a lot of group fitness. So a lot of big stuff. I'm very fortunate to present to rooms of thousands and, you know, regular classes of, you know, a hundred people and, and been in that environment. 
And it only came to me probably in the last seven or eight years or so that my sweet spot's right in the middle because I have this desire to educate and to give more than I could ever give on a stage to a hundred people. But personal training wasn't really for me. I have a um, something I'm working on in my life that I figured out recently and you know, at nearly 40 is that I'm not great with, uh, I'm not great with boundaries sometimes when it comes to especially one-to-one training. So I always struggled with this, like going home, being drained and taking on a lot of that energy from people, right. And trying to be their highlight of their day while taking on all their crap as well at the same time. So for me, I never really found, I never found my, my place in personal training, but group fitness gave me this outlet where I could go and that energy kind of moved itself around the room. And then I found this sweet spot of small group training which is exactly what I do now. And I run a whole business based around that where we have groups of people, we have community accountability, but we also have that, that education, that ability to give people a little bit more to really coach them and teach them through things, but still have the other things that I loved about groups. So to indirectly answer the question, my, my, my top thing that I'm really focused on right now, it's two. Number one is growing that ability to coach and coach online because the business I run is fully online is how do I translate those skills? So I'm looking to learn more about that and be immersed myself in that world and try to get as much feedback and exposure for the platform. So I'm passionate about that. And a very new thing that I'm into right now is um, all the other bits of running a business that I've been pretending to do for many years and never really understood it. And I quite frankly don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm figuring it out day by day and it seems to be going well. But, you know, I always joke that I'm like, I look after all the studio space. I technology is me. I'm digital marketing manager. I'm social media manager. I'm, you know, chief operating officer, like everything, right? So I have to learn all these little skills of these different things. Um, I'm very fortunate that you know, my wife is my business partner, but she still has a full-time job. So she kind of helps out and, and we, I like to call her the director because she basically tells me what the things I need to do and then I go and do it. Um, so that's that's where i'm at right now i'm trying to i'm really immersing myself in the different business stuff and trying to be educated in that while also always understanding like i said that i'm still the student when it comes to coaching like i can still be better at that even though i've got 20 plus years of experience i can still learn more so they're kind of the two areas i'm really dialing in on right now brother i feel you i have a question <laughs> i feel you no all of that right right everything from like okay bills are due got to do that now you know it's like many 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 hats hey, Mom. and i think that the best way to maximize all that is small group training right and i love the small group training from the you know the the trainees perspective uh, they, you know, they really get a uh, feel for the vibe and, and, you know, can be picked up by other people in the room, not just me, right? You went from being a fitness counselor, right? When taking on people's garbage to, uh, you know, like we've all been there. It's like, that's the thing. And you figure out a lot of what you don't want to do more, the more so than what you do want to do. So, uh, on your, on your way and, uh, really cool. Oh, okay. So th- this is the, this is the question. This is a big question too. That you and even myself, Brian, all right, so as your fitness business is growing, because everyone wants to know, how do I grow my business? How do I increase my online presence? How, and every, you know, every person online is, is now a new business coach. Oh, absolutely. New, I was like, going to say, it, it's just, I, and plus the fact, I don't understand how you're business coaching when you already don't have a successful, like, 
like group training pro like i just there's things that blow my mind i was just gonna sit around and wait for the guy to enter my linkedin inbox to tell me exactly how to save my whole career and my <laughs> livelihood for all the how things did, i've been doing wrong all these get years eight billion followers yeah, yeah, on instagram no, 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 geez, I'm like, the white knight comes in on his horse and saves my whole entire career in I life go, you know what sweetheart i don't need your advice if i wanted to get 100 million followers on instagram i'd go on naked okay <laughs> i got it Okay, that's honestly my husband. That's what I need to do. That's my husband says at all time. He's like, you want more followers? Go topless. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So needless to say, I feel like there's a point and I'm curious because I'm struggling with this myself and I know that a lot of people out there as a, you know, I'm trying to run my business, understand, you know, the, the clients and the billing and the software and the online a lot of people right now are, you know, the people that are really making it, quote unquote, with, you know, their businesses are all hiring people to, it seems like everyone has, maybe it's just me, has like an assistant for this and someone's doing the newsletter and someone is sending out their social media and someone, and I'm wondering how is it possible for, you know, someone like you or me or Brian to do this without a big team and payroll right great question i wish i had the answer um (laughs) so but here's my thoughts on it i don't know if it's an answer number one those people that have got assistance for everything they're making more money than i am that's for sure (laughs) that's number one my first thought uh number two is i guess the the flip side of that and the other side of that is you, i guess you have to speculate to accumulate a little bit in that regard right so are you able to grow without having some help and sometimes you got to put yourself in the hole a little bit to to be able to grow and get that extra help and that's kind of to be quite honest it's funny you ask that question because that's right at the cusp that i'm on right now with our businesses we're having those discussions is how much more money can we invest can we bring more coaches on? Because right now, they, you know, you, you sign up to our academy, you get me or you get Nikki, my wife. That's it. That's the variety. It's one of us, right? And what we offer and the way we offer it, which is obviously appealing to a small demographic because some people are going to love it, some people aren't. How do we get more people and how do we expose that? How do we bring people in that do things that we don't? Because coaches, you know, I want to get coaches in that I want on board, but they cost money, right? I want to bring people in that have got similar credentials to me it costs money. So it's trying to figure that out. How do I, where do I spend my money? Where do I spend my time? And, and juggling those things is tough because you do, there is a point where you can no longer be the jack of all trades and still grow your business because you, you need more, right? Like I could maybe get the followers up a little bit on social media and get some interaction. However, if someone was doing that full time, we'd probably be inundated with it, right? It's just then I have to pay that person. You have to wait a little bit until you reap the benefits of it. So I think for me, the struggle for me right now is making that brave decision to get the help. And that's where I'm on. Like right now, I'm, I'm totally on the fence. Like this is doing everything myself. This is getting help. And I'm just sat there right in the middle where I've been for a few weeks. And I'm trying to figure it out. So if anyone's got the answer, feel free to send me a message. I'm curious too. I'm, yeah. I'm like <laughs> a lot of us, I think right now are sitting on the fence. Like what I think is fascinating is that many of us that made it, I want to say made it quote unquote through the pandemic we are the fitness leaders. We're out there putting ourselves out that we've now made it and our, and our businesses or our, you know, offerings to people are legitimate and we've qualified ourselves in this industry and what we know. And now we are in demand, which is great. 
And there's, I think, a lot of us that are like, oh, my gosh, I can't handle what is in front of me right now. <laughs> um, yours truly over I'm here like, is like on a cusp of a nervous breakdown. No, my, I'm not, but no. a, extra runs or something. I'm like happen. so good at like scheduling He's it. So like good. everything's like right here, right here. Now, until something else happens like and like I, I have in. to go to like pick up a kid at school or something like that, like then it's fucked, right? Like, you know, it's like everything's good as long as the breeze doesn't blow. Uh, you know, and if it does, it's, it's, uh, but I think that some of it is, you know, being in the yeah good ship entrepreneur and, you know, trying to make all these things happen. I, you know, I feel you right, right now, Gareth, cause I, I'm kind of on the same thing and I usually feel like I know what to do. I always know what to do. I always know the right thing to do. You need help, right? You need help. That's, that's the reality. You know what to do, but just that, all right, I think that once you do what you know you have to do things will get better. Um, you know, the cost of it. I, I mean, I, I was always like, I was always the opposite where I was worried about not like giving up the money. So like if I was teaching a couple classes at a gym that, that, you know, like was a friend of mine that I didn't know. And it was always good for contact and networking. And I got to be in front of people, you know, here or there. And it was only like four classes a week, four hours, like no big deal. But I was like, you know what? That's like four hours that I could really be doing a whole lot of things. Like I'm really not getting that much value out of it. And, you know, and then, you know, but I don't want to give it up because, you know, it's the money too. And it's, you know, a certain amount of money per week that I rely on over the week, over the month, you know, pays for my car, gas, whatever it is. And, you know, you kind of like hold on too long. So instead of, I'm like keeping the money by doing the work. And here it's like, you want to, you have to give up the money by giving away the work. So it's a little bit different. But once you get out of that, and once I stopped teaching those four classes, it was fucking great. And I didn't miss the money at all. Um, and I was able to kind of like do more things to make more money. You know what I mean? It was almost like I was handcuffed to that little side thing that wasn't really working. Me too. So, so, so true. And it, it's funny how when I look back at the journey since like March, uh, I guess this year, so the business is very new. Like we launched in June, so we're there, but we had some really fast success with it and it blew up pretty quickly. And now we're obviously, like I said, at that crossroads. But the funny thing is exactly what you said is I had this decision to make early in the year. And I was like, do I keep hold of some of this stuff to get some income in? So there's a paycheck before I, you know, I was very fortunate. My wife has a full-time job, so she's still got money coming in. But it was like, do I hold on to it? And the first time in my life, I did exactly what you just said, Brian. Like, I basically, I got some like, got some gasoline. I poured it over everything I had and set fire to it. Right. I'm like, I, I can't, I couldn't keep what I had. And it wasn't really ethical to keep anything that I had going on before anyway. So the best thing to do was just set light to it and get rid of it. Because I had connections within the organization I worked for and then all these different bits of what I was doing a full-time job and many other things which so grateful for and such great you know experiences that I've got from that company and others but if I kept hold of any of it it just it would have been it would have done exactly what you said I would have been hanging on to something best thing I could do is just no no uh no plan b right and one of my one of my really good friends uh always refers to uh, general cortez i don't know if you've ever heard this story but he's the spanish general okay that used to set fire to the boats when they mm-hmm. invaded you know like set fire to all the boats so his thing is when i ask him for advice he just says cortez it like <laughs> if you leave it there you're never going to go where you need to go so he's like just set light to it I'm like, all right burn well, it, set light to it down yeah <laughs> so it's it's so true and it resonates so much and 
and I've definitely got that maybe that decision. Maybe I need to get the gasoline out again. <laughs> it, well, it gets to the point where like you're not doing anything well at that point. You know, you're doing everything kind of okay. And you know, if you can't, you can't focus on doing what you really know you want to do. You know what you the you know the Knock Academy. You know what the vision is. You know where it's going. You know what you want to do with it. And you know, if you could do it with the snap of a fingers, you would. Um, you know, but you're not going to really do it if you're holding on to the some of the other stuff, and that's just kind of what I've been through a lot. You know, I like I said, I was doing, I was mortgage banking and had a health and wellness company. <laughs> it was freaking chaos. Um, As I'm teaching, coaching, traveling right. all over with fitness, like right. I was, it was the most. It was the worst thing. It was I was not happy, not a happy camper. And you know, and and just add three kids, a wife, you know, and all those things. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like you, my, my wife is, is a school teacher. So fortunately the benefits and medical things like that, you know, she is, she's able to, she's got a pension. She procures for the family. (laughs) She's an earner. And, uh, and you know, so I, you know, those are things that, that give me freedom to, to do things that, you know, will work out for all of us in the long run, which is beautiful. Yeah, it actually makes me, um, it's when you think about a conversation I was having yesterday, actually, and you, you kind of mentioned, you know, you, you set yourself up, right? Like you have whoever you have around you. And I'm a big proponent of surrounding yourself with people that hold you up, right? I'm very fortunate to be in a relationship where I have that and, you know, to have my, my little family and, and be able to kind of operate around that. But it gives you the gives you the chance to make those important decisions. And, and for me, what it's done is allowed me to build a, a successful business that's geared around my lifestyle, which is something I've never really had. And that was a big, I wish more people would be aware of what was important to them earlier in life. And I was having a conversation yesterday with an amazing organization that basically tutor young people and they're they're called college flight plans. So basically what they do is they help people build, they help these kids, these 16 year olds figure out what their purpose is and their values and how to direct themselves in a career. And I, when I got wind of it, I was like, I need to speak to these people because I needed that when I was a kid, not when I was 35. And, it, it, you know, it, it's so important, right, that you have that support network around you to give you that. And I've, I've found that in my life and it's been so important. And I was able to make this decision where I could get rid of my traveling, you know, a job where I traveled a lot and, you know, was was kind of on call a lot of the time to, to do stuff and it was busy and but not always busy in a good way. So, you know, I made this decision to do something where I could be here and be here with my family, which was so important to me. And it's very purpose driven, not just what I do, but why I do it. And it's all kind of interlinked, if that makes sense. Makes great sense. Let's uh, let's flip the script here. Um, What's the tell us about the podcast? Tell us about the podcast. Well, which I've got two. So I'll tell you about both. All Um, of them. All of them. Um, So in that journey, I guess, was this uh you know, pandemic came as we always were all aware and the world shut down. It hit the fitness industry hard, very hard in Canada. And that was a lot of my decision for starting the business. I had a friend of mine that had a podcast. I was a guest, a great podcast called We As Men, which is now kind of amalgamated into uh, one platform. And I went on and spoke about my journey and we, we went and sat in his house and drank some wine and spoke for two and a half hours, a so very long format about my journey and and what I'd gone through to get, you know, a long format of the four minute version I gave Mm -hmm. earlier, Um, along with lots of other things, you know, my relationship with my dad and my upbringing and all these things that, you know, everything else that came along with it. And, you know, a a few months after that, I went on again and we talked and I got involved and he was like, you should host it with me. And and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if it's for me kind of thing. And then 
COVID came and I was at home. So I started my own podcast, which was linked to his. We kind of had the same, you know, like a little group of podcasts. And that's now evolved into what is the We As podcast. So it was We As Men, We As Difference Makers. And we just have long format, open, vulnerable conversations. And it's about, for me anyway, it's definitely about permission. It's putting stories out in the world that can give other people permission to talk about, to share, to experience and to be aware of what's going on in their life. So whether it's, you know, we talk about like my weight loss journey or we talk about, you know, people's abuse, you know, whether it's like physical abuse or mental abuse or the journey they've been on or a change of career and being or whatever it is and being vulnerable enough to talk about those things. Like I said, relationships with our parents, et cetera. And, you know, all these things that go back through our early lives to just talk about that stuff. And to be honest, talk about things that men do not typically talk about, especially when they don't record it and put it on the internet for everyone to listen to. So that's what it was all about for me. And I got into that and it just set off this passion and just like lit something up inside of me that I knew I needed to have more of these conversations and connect with people. And yeah, I just, I just went, went off on a, on a, you know, wild podcasting journey and that led me to, to be honest, it opened up my eyes and my world a lot, which led a lot to the decision that I already spoke about, right? Like aligning my values with my career and my business and starting a business. And then I started the business. I was like, okay, how do we market this thing and get it out to more people? And I was like, well, everyone's got a podcast right now for their business. I already know how to do it. I have this microphone here mm-hmm. and this studio space. Like, oh, studio. <laughs> it's lovely. Um, and it's good. It's well insulated because it's a basement. So, um, and yeah, I was like, why don't we start a podcast? My wife's like, oh, I don't know. And I always knew she'd be really good at it because she's great at listening, absorbing and summarizing stuff. And she does it all day at work and she's fantastic at that. So I was like, why don't you host it with me? She's like, I don't know. I think it's your thing. And then I was like, I pushed her and pushed her and pushed her. And then she was like, okay, I'll do it. So here we are, podcast number two, which is directly, um, it's basically what we call the voice of the Knock Academy. So we started podcast number two and we are early on in that 11 episodes in, I think we are now. And that is very much a business podcast. It's about fitness. We have fitness entrepreneurs. We have fitness business people. We have, you know, fitness experts. We also just sit down here and shoot the shit in our basement about the world of fitness. She works in fitness and has for 15 years as well. So yeah, and that's what we do. And then the, the unique thing that I always talk about with the podcast is we also bring our members, our academy members come on the show and they share their story. And it's what I like to call the audio testimonial. And it's my, um, it's my pushback to the fitness world on transformation photos that go on, go on everyone's social media account, which for the record, if you love them, great, but I hate them. Um, I think they do a disservice to what we do as professionals. Um, I, I agree. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you. No, and, it's a uh, money grab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to put stories out. So I was like, you know, why don't you come on rather than putting a picture up? Why don't you come and tell your story for an hour, 45 minutes, whatever, and tell everyone how you got here and why you ended up with us. So it's a review and a testimonial for the business, but it also talks about why. And again, it's about that permission. So someone listening says, Hey, you know what? I've struggled with all those things. Maybe this is a place for me to belong. And then we generate revenue from it, but we generate it for me in a very um, authentic way where my integrity is upheld. I say that all the time to people that talk about podcasts, whether it's fitness industry or you're a doctor or you are, you know, you just have a business. Why not? You know, because they're like, well, how do I get a guest and and who do I talk to and what do I 
feature the people that, you know, that are around you. If you have a business, give them a voice. What What's our purpose as podcasters? We have platforms to give people a voice, to make them feel that they matter and that they have a purpose and that they can inspire other people. That's powerful stuff. And in that, that's fan freaking tastic marketing for, you know, to, to let's flip on to the business suit right now. And honestly, it's, I think podcasting is such an amazing platform and such an amazing way for people to share their message and promote themselves or promote other people. It's, you know, third person, what third person, uh, um, marketing or promoting is the best thing as opposed to me being like i'm so great and i'm so you should work with me no it, and again pictures it, i hate the freaking pictures i'm sorry you're never gonna you're not gonna see that ever it, f- for me that's not my thing although uh, it would help with followers it's not gonna happen um there's a lot to unpack about about everything i mean just like you said like what's the thing we hate about like the instagram pictures it's all phony Right? It's all fake. It's not real. They staged everything about it. And, you know, and that's why the podcasts are able to sit down. Like, there's three of us talking right now. We've been going for over a half an hour. Not one of us has looked at our phone. We're just, I'm, you know, getting to know you. And we're just having real conversation. And I think the longer, the better. Like you said, two and a half hours. You get, you know, the one thing that's like when I'm on guests on other people's podcasts and like you just said, your four minute version of your life, mm-hmm. you know, it's like impossible and they want to know everything about me. And, you know, I give them a half, you know, in a half an hour. That's why those long form versions are beautiful. You really shake the tree there and all this shit falls out, man. (laughs) Um, I need that, right? I need that. In order for people to really understand like the depth of mess that I've been through in my life, they need to, you know, we're going to need a couple hours and a coffee, right? (laughs) Or or two. Yeah, exactly. Bring it. Bring a bottle of wine down, and uh, we'll, oh yeah, we'll get going. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> we'll see, see. See, now we need two see? hours. You can't do that with me, brother. Yeah. See, <laughs> you can't do that. That bottle of wine is going to lead to some shit. <laughs> I'll have the wine. That's fine. I'm <laughs> drinking for both of us. No, but I, I, you, you know what? You're right. It's uh, you're on the right path, and I really like what you said because it's the same way that we've approached things with our podcast. Is that yeah, there's money in it, but it's not a dollar for dollar exchange. It's not like we'll do this episode and then we'll get paid or we'll have an advertiser that'll pay us, you know, per episode or whatever. It's marketing ourselves. If you listen to the ads that, you know, you'll hear you heard if you've gotten this far, you've heard the ads in the beginning of the of the podcast. There are businesses. We're promoting ourselves, right? We're not taking money. We're making money by, you know, getting clients from, you know, bringing people on and talking to them and, and you know, having everything, uh, you know, just spreading our word. And people listening to us and saying, I like it. I like what they say. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely the um it's if you are if communication is and communication is part of probably every job, but you know, if it's so deeply rooted in what we do in the world of fitness in so many ways, and you you know, we spoke about it earlier, right? Like the one to one and the group fitness and all these different ways, you know, from an education standpoint, how do you communicate? And they're all very different it's such a great place to bring all that together. And it's been so much fun to like reconnect. And and this is something for me that, you know, I spoke about the permission thing and here's where I think we gain so much as podcasters, as well as from a marketing standpoint, from a business is I've connected and re- I've reconnected more importantly with so many people from my life that I almost, and this sounds, it sounds kind of ridiculous that 
I needed permission to connect with them. But I felt like I did. I felt like I didn't have any reason to contact someone. And that sounds ridiculous, but you just sound like oh, people are busy. They don't want to bother with me. And, you know, I've lived all over the world. I've got friends everywhere, you know, real diversity in, in my connections, but I didn't have a reason to speak to some people. And some of them had been, I spoke to a few people from New Zealand and it's been five years maybe. And I was like, Hey, you want to come on a podcast? They're like, sure. I'm like, all right, well, that was easy. And then always, <laughs> always people say we should do this more often, like just to talk. Like we don't have to record it and put it out there. So it, it also just, I think it just creates, lets us be better versions of ourselves because we've, we've got all those connections out there. And, you know, sometimes we do need a place, right? We need a place to belong. And if it is on a Zoom call via a microphone, that's okay. And, you know, we need that and we create that for our clients and for our business. But also personally, it brings us so much. And that's a massive part of my journey in the last two years. And I'm, sh- I'm just shaking my head that it... <laughs> It's honestly, this is, this is life. Um, the podcast, and again, I'm going back to what you said with acts of service. You have a reason to reach out to someone to say, Hey, I would love to feature you. I would love to talk about what you're doing right now because I think what you're doing might inspire some other people. And selfishly, maybe they're your friends and you just want to, you know, catch up with them for some reason. And, you know, we've had we've had people on on our show. I mean, Brian has gone to high school. Not that Brian's not pretty amazing. He is. But he's <laughs> gone to high school with some pretty freaking amazing people. And guess what? Reconnected with them, had them either in the studio or on the show. And, you know, the same in my crazy world of it gives me an excuse to talk to people that fascinate me. I can't just call up, you know, people that I see on um, you know, the internet or, or on Instagram and be like, Hey, you're really cool. You want to talk? No, it's, Hey, I would love to feature you and what you're doing right now. And, and then we get the education and, and learn. Brian and I have a degree. Actually, it's been four years that we're podcasting. So we now have, um, <laughs> massive education. We have a, a podcast education degree right now. Um, I'm going to put that on my, my resume. You should put it on your resume. I own my own company. I don't really have a resume, Christine. <laughs> But like to, or to give to anyone, like who are you? You want from me? No, but uh, um, yeah. So I'm going to put that on there. Podcast education, four years of college. You yeah, will, it's the TFC. Um, yeah, it's like a TFC, TFC university. university. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I, I, why not? We should start. We'll start that. We'll start everyone. Put them in the uh, the podcast university. But it's so true. You learn so much about yourself, and you know. And I always joke about it on the show. I'm like. I've got a list of questions here and I'll tell my guests I've got a list of questions. They're all selfish. Uh, they're all things I want to know. And I'm hoping that someone listening might also want to know. And oh, yeah. and that's basically how we run the show, right? I, I dig into topics. Like you said, you can take a deep dive with people. You can dig into what they're going through and realize that, you know, essentially we're all the same <laughs> deep down, right? We're all looking Absolutely. for belonging. We're all struggling. Right. We've all got a bit of imposter syndrome around what we do. And it, it, you know, it's, it's reassuring. Right. And it, it changes our well definitely for me anyway it changes my whole approach on life i never don't feel good coming off of interviews like that i always feel Mm -hmm. fantastic right like even if that we even if we do get into the you know the 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 crazy stuff it always feels good it's very cathartic i can get it you know and it's 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 just fantastic and for other people too you know you you asked it you know if i if i'm gonna ask a question chances are there's other people that are feeling the same way so i'm asking like you know the hell with it and uh 
and we've gotten a little more like gutsy too as as we've gotten older in our podcast. <laughs> There's only lack Gareth of, lack of caring. Well, no, it, it's we are who we are. We our mission is to help people and to you know really give unbiased information and whatnot and. You know, there's only what? There's only like two percent of the people that are banned from our show that have ever been on in four years, something like that. Two hundred and forty <laughs> episodes. Gareth, you're a keeper. Um Yeah, a few of the other ones, not so no, much. It's almost I mean, literally, like there's like ninety eight percent of every epi- every interview is awesome. They're and gonna have to like, read the book when it comes <laughs> out. Yeah. Shut up. I and you know what? The other thing, we as we as men. We as men is scared, all right? That's the deal. We as men don't like talking about stuff. Exactly. We as men are very insecure, and we wear that mask of masculinity, that, uh, you know, tough guy bravado that I, I laugh at it now. I, we had a, we had a PE teacher back to school the, the other night. This guy was so macho. I was like, okay oh, you're scared motherfucker i know it wait no no, no, no we no, weren't no. in the same thing no we weren't because my my the one that our kids actually go to school together. <laughs> the one that <laughs> this is really funny uh, we just the outed one, that dude i did at least well no <laughs> because the other guy that was per, we weren't in the same pe class like our kids are different but what's funny is that we we're at back to school night together like the two of us like walking around the schools like this sucks anyway we have to behave ourselves so the guy that the gym teacher that gave my presentation he was a dreamboat i was like who's this hello Mm." (laughs) you ready same dude no it wasn't (laughs) it was not (laughs) same dude he was i mean he seemed like a jerk but he was cute that's what i'm saying he He was was a macho jerk he had hair okay yeah i got hair he's not gonna listen to this but he he knows who he is (laughs) Yeah, My, well, he maybe, maybe he will. Maybe now he want to come on the show. Last name is Conti. That's C O N T I. Yeah, and it, it, the world is the world is a uh, int- and you know that you touched on such a great point there, Brian. That that you know he was PE teacher was the reference, but you know the world of fitness and masculinity is is a really um, interesting place to navigate in in positive and negative ways and that a lot for me was i didn't have a space i've never really found a space in the fitness industry to have those conversations right so for me it was outside of that and, and funny enough my friend who hosts the show i mean as part of the we as group you know carl a very very good dear friend of mine we actually did work together in the fitness industry however years after that when he wasn't in it anymore is we kind of reconnected and then we were having those conversations a lot because they weren't happening in those places, right? Like it's all, you know, it's, it's biceps and bench presses and it, it doesn't often lead to those conversations and they're so important. And, you know, it, it makes a massive difference in, in your personal world, but also to the, the people around you. Yeah. And, and it's not to say that it isn't there, you know, it's not yeah. to say that those conversations can't happen. It's just, like you said, it's not in that world. It's never approached. And, you know, we, we have people like that on, you know, the show in the past. And what we do is we talk to them like real humans and, 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 and it all comes out. I mean, they're nice people, you know, they're just a little insecure and scared and probably, you know, just need to talk about it a little bit. Need a yeah, hug. Need, <laughs> need yeah, a hug. Right. It, and you know, the irony as well, it's something that I always think about in the world of fitness is how often have, and they're not just exclusively men, but we're talking about that, you know, in this conversation is how often does that person ask for a spot on a bench press? How often do they ask for help with their technique on something? Like they're okay to ask for help and have a conversation about their training and right. I need some help with my nutrition. And I've had these people in my career 
for 20 years, right? They come to me for that stuff. But when you start to dig into it and you figure out their goals and you start to ask them questions, it doesn't go any further than that. I'm like, if you're willing to ask help for that, like you can ask help for anything, right? And help is sometimes those conversations. So I think we just need to, I'm very passionate about trying to get that out in the industry a bit more and, and elicit those conversations as best possible. And I'm very fortunate to have a platform to do it. Vulnerable. That's I love it. it. Oh, so yesterday I told you I was talking to in catchy. This is so fun. She, she asked me a question. She's had some really funny questions. She asked me this question and she's like, so what is something, you know, being that like people think of you as this like strong person, like who, whatever, go get her. What's something people would be surprised to find out about you? And I'm like, Oh, good Lord. That's like opening a bag of worms right there. <laughs> However, I was like, honestly, I'm like for this conversation, I'm like, I'm like, uh, people would probably be surprised that I cry before every race. Every single race. I like have like a, a cry moment and I've been doing all these races with Dr. Mindy and the last one that I did with her, I just look over and I'm like, I'm just, I'm not even going to apologize for this anymore. She's like, how, why? Like, it's just, but that's my moment of, you know, like you, I feel the feels, I get it. I, I feel alive. I feel scared. I feel excited. I feel everything. And, and then it's over. You let it go. You let it in, you let it out and that's it. You know, it's, but that I'm not up. everyone has that. And they're okay to to let that out. And some people are like, "Why would you be scared? You can do this." I'm like, "No, you you've you just don't know. It's life. Life is so unexpected that you know. I don't know. I'm a post race marathon crier. See, I don't cry at the end. I'm a finish line crier because <laughs> it's it's massive. It's massive. You know, when you do something big like that. I mean, not a 5K. You know, not like the local. Right, you know, right, 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 right. But like, you know, put me in Boston and finish line. I'm crying. Give me my medal. See, I'm hugging. I'm after, kissing. I'm crying before. Fuck yeah. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just not doing any marathons. So I'll balance that out a little bit. There. Um, running's not in my uh, not in my uh, schedule anywhere uh, now or probably ever. Um, <laughs> but I admire everyone who does uh yeah and it just goes back to what we were saying i think what you were saying there christine is exactly that it's the we need somewhere where we a we need we need to let those things out right we need to let those emotions flow through us but we also need a, a safe space to do that and not to say that women don't have it but it's just in my experience in my world is women seem to have more places they feel safe to do that or more people to do it around than men do and, you know, I love to try and be that for other men in my life if I can and if they're open to it. And vulnerability is a, a bit of a handshake if you if you have it and you present it and someone doesn't just like a handshake, right? If you put your hand out, just shake your hand and someone doesn't shake it back, it's kind of awkward. Vulnerability is much the same in my opinion. And you have to be accepting of it, but be able to offer that too. And I just, you know, hope that more men can do that for each other. Really important. Here, here. Yeah, not just in fitness, beyond everything. Mm -hmm everything. Yeah. All right. So as we get towards the end of our hour, tell us right now, what, what are we looking at for, aside from growing your business, five, 10 years, what's going on in, in, uh, the, uh, knock world. <laughs> what's going on in the knock world. Definitely. Uh, definitely that I, I want to, um, find some things like we kind of touched on earlier. I need to find things that I can move away from and move towards more things that I want to do. Uh, you know, both professionally and, and personally. So that's a lot of my uh, direction in life right now. And that means being a bit more clear on 
how we grow the business, who we grow the business with. So that's big kind of in my life uh, right now. And that kind of leads second into the other big thing, I guess, for me is is becoming the best dad I can be and the the link of that. So, and I'll share a story because I think it's really important. I, um, I had a conversation at the dinner table back and I mentioned when I started the business back in March, I had some really tough decisions to make. And I said to my four-year-old, um, do you remember when um, when daddy had his job and I was laid off at the time um, due to the pandemic? I said, I had my job. I traveled a lot. You remember where I'd be away for the week and I'd call you from all these cool places around the country and you talked to me on the phone before bed. And she's like, yeah, I remember. And I asked her a few more questions. And then I said to her, I said, do you know what daddy does now? And yeah, you say, yeah, daddy goes in the basement and coaches clients. Um, so she got that. And I'm like, is it nice that when I'm down at 7.30 in the morning, I just come upstairs and I have breakfast with you and we walk to school. And she's like, yeah. She's like, and I said, what do you want me to do? And she said, I want you to do that. I love and it. that was me in a puddle of tears. And then went and made some tough decisions and set fire to everything based off that conversation. So for me, it's about creating more of those things that are important to me. That was the catalyst of it. And I just want to be there. So we built this business and we literally, I mentioned that, you know, she's just started school. So I'm working. I work till 7.15 um, in the morning. I'll coach. I'll then help her get ready for school. We'll walk to school. I'll walk home and then I'll work till 2.30. And then at 2.30, I pack up my day. I walk to get her from school. I come back. We have time together. We make dinner together. We play basically Watson for me for the next five years, I'm going to do that until she doesn't, isn't interested anymore, which <laughs> probably come in the next five years. Um, so that's a lot of what I'm, you know, the, what I do in my hours where I'm here on my own are so I can do those things with her when she's here and be a positive, you know, be a positive male role model for her. Beautiful. Until man. she says, dad, you're boring and I don't want to hang out with you. anymore. <laughs> Get away. <laughs> Hey, listen, I've heard it said before that, you know, with, with our kids, we teach them everything that we know, and then they teach us the rest. And and, and that's like, once I heard that, I'm like, that's it, you know? And you talk to that, that, that open line of communication with your kid is amazing, and uh, it's a special thing, and it's good that you're there. I put my kids on the bus every morning, and, uh, you know, and, and they know it, and, you know, sometimes I'm hollering at them to get out, them out the door on time, but, you know, daddy's there. <laughs> Um, not this morning. This morning went smoothly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like the you know second week of school here, so we'll give it time. But uh, you know they they uh, they know. You know I make the lunches. I do all this stuff um, because I have it in my schedule, and that's the way that you know I, I choose to do it. And um, nothing more valuable than that, man. Yeah. All right, Gareth. Tell all of our listeners right now where can they find out more about the knock academy and go over the podcast names and where they can find those as well plug away man cool thank you very much i appreciate the opportunity to to plug that stuff so best place we'll talk about the most important thing because we're trying to grow that right now um you can find us at the and knock is n-o-c-k so um and it's obviously my last name as opposed to like you know knock knock on the door <laughs> Uh, so yeah, find out there. Everything we, we do in the Knock Academy is there and it's growing. So uh, any support, if you go on there, you'll also find a little tab on the menu for the podcast. So everything's hosted on there. You can listen, you can download, you can find it on your, on your platform. Um, the, uh, the very, very, I'm very, this is one thing I'm very proud of this year. The podcast that's aligned to the business is called Knock Knock Who's There. Very proud about that name that I came up with. <laughs> um, 
and again, Knox felt the same way as our name. So, you know, once I, once I hooked my wife in, I could, I could propose that name to her. And I'm like, this is the perfect name. Um, and it's how we start every show. We make our guests come on and embarrass them by saying, you need to come on the show and say, knock, knock. And then you're going to say who it is. So that's good fun. Um, and they love, they love that once they've done it and they've got it out of the way. So yeah. So we're working on building that right now. Um, you know, and really looking just to open up the world of, you know, our fitness podcast. So appreciate any support, um, there would be, uh, would be great and then also my other uh, little project on the side of that is the we as podcast so you'll find that on uh, everywhere uh, you can also go on we as.ca um, and you'll find again the podcast is hosted there you'll be able to find out about the host we have an awesome diverse host team that are hosting episodes twice a week and putting some cool stuff out and yeah if you're interested in some long format interesting deep dive conversations where we get some really uh triggering topics in there so you know dig deep and read the descriptions but it's uh, all stuff that you know makes the world a better place and helps people be the best version of themselves how about instagram instagram oh yeah uh at the knock academy at gareth underscore knock you can find me there but it's all kind of linked in you find one you find them all um so yeah they're all linked you can also find the business on facebook as well the knock academy and yeah, see what we're up to. You, you'll know when you find it because everything's bright orange, so you can't miss it. Branding. All right. Yeah. You're good. You know what you're doing. Got it. All right. You don't need an assistant for that. Just no. everything else. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So all of our listeners out there will get all this information out to them so they can find it in the show notes and find it on our website. And, uh, you know, if anyone needs to uh, to knock, knock and uh, find you, they'll um, they'll get all that information right there. It's been an absolute pleasure, Gareth. Absolutely. And before we sign off, I just want to share some gratitude I for both of you, for the platform that you have and these conversations. There's nothing better than when you come on a show and about four times in the last hour, I, I was like, oh, yeah, we're recording a podcast. <laughs> um, my favorite experiences are those. Like I always refer to it as like the ear on the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm recording a show and it's just everyone else is listening in, that's the best conversation. So I appreciate your ability to do that and everything that you do on your podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh, Our thank pleasure. you. Absolutely. All right. So with that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.